Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, the godfather of Football Garbage Time, Scott King. And of course, the fabulous Trev Stores from Rule Press Coverage and Rep the District. And of course, from right here on Football Garbage Time. How you doing, guys? You guys doing alright? Yeah, man. NFL is back. We've won a back. All is uh, right in the world. I know, I know. Yeah, the only both. thing that isn't right in the world is that, Scott, your team didn't quite make it all the way back. But solid performance from your line. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take a three-point loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was looking, it was looking a lot worse than that until then. So, um, not, not too bad. And, of course, guess who's playing this weekend, guys? We all know, right? It's Trev Commanders at... Scott's Lions. How perfect is this? This is absolutely perfect. I heard a stat today that this is the first time the Lions have been favored in like three years or something like that. Is that does it sound yeah. right to you, Scott? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've been gone for a long, long time, so yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. It has been, uh, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. So we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to put a pin in that. I got to totally took us off the rails at the beginning because that's what I do. I got to ask you guys, because I was at City Field earlier this week, and I saw that the Major League Baseball Twitter account is having a competition on best foods in each stadium. And for City Field, they had listed General So's Chicken Tender Basket, okay, which sounds to me like just chicken tenders ground in sweet and sour sauce. But, yeah. like, I went to look for it, and no, they didn't have it, man. They totally lied. They, like, put that up there in MLB. And I actually asked every concession guy in City Field instead of watching the game, and they were like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. We don't have that food here. <laughs> so, totally lied. So that led me to ask the question, do you guys have a favorite stadium food? Trev, do you got a favorite stadium food? I'm pretty basic. I got two. I love a nice, steeping pile of nachos with all the fixings. No doubt. You can throw yeah. cream, no black olives, but you can throw lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, feta cheese, uh, any pork. Beef, whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Whatever kind of meat you want. Chicken is cool. Okay. I love nachos. Right. And then, of course, hot dogs. You got to have the hot dog with a nice side of fries. Yep. With a nice side of homemade potato chips. Give me the chili of the cheese. Give me even some bacon if you want. I don't care. We'll, we'll go crazy. Uh, with bacon makes it awesome. <laughs> that, that would just be over the top. be over the moon. Like, totally, when it comes to, when it comes to hot dogs... I mean, I'll eat them all day, all night. I don't care what's on there, but chili cheese dogs just take the, just absolutely take the exactly. for me. I love chili cheese dogs. And when it comes to nachos, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I love nachos, but it better have that 60% fat beef on top. That's what I want. <laughs> That's right? fine. Like, I, we've already talked on. about this. I want it to be, I want that weird orange grease everywhere that nobody knows where they come yeah. from, but it's yeah. probably from the beef. I'm not sure where, you know, I'm like, why is it orange? I don't know, but I love it, <laughs> you know? Scott, are you in on this, or what? What are you? What's your stadium food? Yeah, for me, it's it's a burger, and it's got to be a good, you know, big beef burger and two, three patties. It makes it even better. But yeah. you know, oh, no, I love veggie it. burger or, or no, no. meat. I, I just want yeah. beef. <laughs> right. In fact, you know, I I and I and I, I love Shake Shack burgers. I don't know if you guys are into Shake Shack at all, but like, yeah. man, you get a triple, and I'm good to go. You know, put that on top of a pile of nachos. Yeah. I'm good for the night. 
That's all I'm saying right there. I, and I will say this, though. I did find, like, something – and i got to get your opinion on this, guys. And I promise to not take us off the rails anymore after this. But, like, the Cincinnati Reds, they have what's called a barbacone, which basically is, like, shredded barbecue pork topped with mac and cheese in a uh, waffle cone. Okay. So, to me – I don't want you to mess them up with my waffle cone, right? I want ice cream. Right, yeah, don't cone, do that. Right? I'm just saying. But what about you guys? What do, what do you think? Is it good or crap? I'll eat it, but I'm not eating the cone afterwards like I would in any other normal ice cream cone with a waffle there cone. There it is. But All right. Other than that, that I'll, I'll eat it. Yeah, top-notch analysis right there. Right? <laughs> well, you've got. Yeah, I think I'd go for it. I mean, it, it sounds pretty good. I, I think, yeah, by the time you got to the end of the cone, you might be pretty sick. So you gotta yeah. got to kind of judge that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's interesting. I mean, you got to put stuff in a cone or fry it or put it on a stick. So kind of goes yeah. with the territory. I kind of feel like I want my, like, I'm going to pulled pork and, like, mac and cheese. I just don't want to touch in my waffle cone, you know? I'm just, just I mean, yeah. I'm just weird like that. I want, I want my ice cream. I mean, I'm going to be, like, you're right. I'm going to get to the bottom. That waffle cone is going to be kind of gross, in my opinion. Anyway, I have now totally taken it off the rails. Everybody who's listening is like, what are they talking about? So let's go ahead and get rolling, because we're going to talk about week one. We're going to talk about fantasy football. We're going to talk about week two. got so much to talk about. Let's go. All right, I think I tweeted this out, and you might have seen this, but week one had 14 missed kicks, extra points and field goals combined. It had four games decided on the last second field goal, make or miss. Eight games decided by one score, two overtime games, and one tie. What more could you ask for? <laughs> so I'm going to start with you, Trev. What more could you ask for? What are your takeaways here? Uh, what's your takeaway from week one? Got any takeaways for us? Um. My immediate response was, this is only week one. Like, <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to see what happens when teams start getting active with each other and start clicking and getting a routine and a strategy down. Like, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I love it. I loved week one. All the yeah. miscakes, all the nail biters, all the, you know, overtimes, the the blowouts from a couple of games. But, like, uh, the comebacks, like, I, I was here for it. Um, some yeah. teams won that I didn't expect to win. Some teams yep. lost. I didn't expect to lose, so I'm. It's going to be. It's, it's setting up to be a very, very interesting year. I just want to what's tell you the team, that. So let me ask you this, uh, Trev. What's the team that won that you didn't expect to win? Which one is the one that surprised you the most? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Akun, but the Bears. Um, did not <laughs> win. Especially in that monsoon, that swimming pool soup bowl of a game they were playing, and I was like, okay, yeah. it's going to be like a a six to three game and of course the bears will lose because it's the bears but nah they pulled it out <laughs> in the rain when they weren't yep. supposed to and got the dove yep. um and then and went then, sliding all over the field afterwards <laughs> yeah know. and then honestly so. the vikings i know they were picked preseason and a lot of people in the offseason that they're gonna be really good and win the division but i didn't think they would win the first game against aaron Rodgers right out the gate I mean, yeah. we knew the Aaron Rodgers receivers would be it would be a, a timing issue or some kind of miscommunication, you know, not very gel. But, like, I didn't think it would be that bad to where he only yeah. scored seven points and that didn't come until late in the second half. So, but yeah, the I Bears. agree. Well, I, I, and, and I will say this about the Packers because Aaron Ro- – obviously, I hate the Packers because I'm a Bears right. fan. But Aaron Rodgers, I, I've always respected as being a good quarterback. And he didn't look terrible. But, honestly – they needed Devontae Adams. Now we uh, mm-hmm. can understand the importance of Devontae Adams. He actually, and I'm sure everyone's heard the stat now, he had more yards on Sunday than 
all the Green Bay Packers receivers combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and rookie mm-hmm. wide receiver Christian Watson wasn't bad, but he dropped a 75-yard TD oh. pass on the first offensive play. It did not improve from there. You know, Alan Lazard was obviously out with an injury. Both their starting tackles are out. But, you know, mm-hmm. let's be honest, everyone looked like crap. I mean, it was particularly bad. If I'm Christian Watson, I've got that clip or that, that still photo of the drop in my locker, in my house, yeah. in, the, every, yeah. in my car, everywhere. Yep. As Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like, um, I mean, it, imagine what the game would be like if he hit that. Um, oh, everybody yeah. would be like, Devontae Adams who? You know, but now mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely insane, you know. Um, but um, so that being said, let me turn over to you, Scott. Let me get your, uh, your takeaway now on week one. You got any takeaways for us? Or any thoughts on the, yeah. on what we just talked about, the Green Bay Packers or the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, the Packers offense was one of my highlights, I think. You know, there's a lot of talk around receivers, Rodgers not being in many camps, not working with these guys. So he's basically working through his, his preseason now. And now I think yeah. Green Bay has lost their opener the yeah. last couple of years. I'd have to check. And well, I Rogers think I, I got killed last year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Rogers has won the MVP. So as much as I hate the Packers, I'm definitely not going to count them out, but I think this office is offense is going to struggle for a while. I think Mm -hmm. from just a quick fantasy angle, if somebody out there in your league has Rogers and they're getting Nancy jump on him now, because I think if you can, you know, grab him maybe week six, seven, he turns it around. You can have a really hot, hot mm-hmm. uh, run with him towards the end. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, my takeaway is, is just looking at these numbers. I mean, my picks were awful. I'm I'm really embarrassed to even, you know, <laughs> say that right. I watch football. But eight, there were eight teams covered and six dogs won outright if you count the tie. Right. And these weren't like one and a half point dogs that won. These were seven point road dogs that won or right. I mean these were huge numbers and I mean somehow I don't know Hakun who you know but you you landed all these games and <laughs> you know you would have crushed Vegas if you would have played these in, in a only I was in Vegas. <laughs> yeah I mean yep. you look down this list and I mean these weren't like oh yeah you know these guys might have won or whatever you're talking about the Giants winning in Tennessee and you've got um, the Seahawks at home. But I mean, I, I, that one totally shocked me very much. You know, the bears at home, I think the weather definitely obviously helped, but no, I'm not going to take anything away. They, they won the game. So you just kind of go across the board. And I think for me, it was just these, these wins, right? Jacoby Brissett in Carolina against Baker and the Panthers and all the turmoil and they won. It, it was just kind of a crazy, crazy week. So I'm, I'm interested to see how things settle down. But that that was my biggest takeaway was eight covers and uh, uh, eight six dogs winning outright, including that tie. That was just shocking to me. Well, that tie. Let's talk about that for a second because the Houston Texans on paper look awful, like absolutely yeah. awful. And the, and the Colts. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor there. You got Michael Pittman there. And they thought that Matt Ryan would be perfectly serviceable with those guys. And, like, Houston was winning that game almost the entire time. Yeah. So Indy was lucky to get out uh, with the tie. I mean, what, what do you think, Trev? I mean, what are your thoughts yeah, on that I mean, game? 
Heck yeah, they were down twenty nothing, weren't they? Like twenty to three, I think, or something like that. It was like it was yeah, ridiculous. Like, yeah, it is ridiculous. But kudos to Matt Ryan and the boys for coming back. But they should. I mean, that game should have been over. That's yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, kudos to Colts, but Texans, you got you got to learn how to finish some games. You don't want that to be your mo. You start fast and then you don't finish. So that was just yep. a crazy. Tie in the first week, first game of the season, like, and it's a division game. So like, you yeah. just messed up the division for everybody else with that tie <laughs> for week one. So now that now like such a bad division has just got interesting because of that stupid tie in the first game. So there's that. Yep, yep. that well, that is absolutely right. Jump in on. Yep, that one real quick. I, I've got Jonathan Taylor in fantasy, and he had something crazy like eight carries for 40 yards in the first half. Like, they uh-huh. forgot, I guess, he was on the team. I don't and then, <laughs> fortunately, they remembered at halftime, and he came out and ripped off, um, you know, I think he got the ball – 20 times for over a hundred yards in the second half. And that's how they, they came back. But it's like, yeah, they, they were getting cute. I was watching the game. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you even thinking? And thankfully they remembered, Oh yeah, this guy's here. And and fed it to him and and he cranked it up. So I think that will change this week. Look for them to go to him early and, and he should get some big yards early. Yeah. It did. It did look like that Matt Ryan wasn't quite in tune um, with uh, his team, but you know Michael Pittman did not disappoint, and honestly, I think that they can really build on that. Um, I think they're a much better team than we saw in Week One. The other one that I thought was interesting, of course, was the uh, the Super the second place Cincinnati Bengals um, at Pittsburgh. I mean, oh my goodness, no one wanted to win that game. I mean, it was like it was like a, I mean, most of those missed kicks that I said the 14 missed kicks, most of them came from that game. It was it was insane. The number of, uh, you know, missed opportunities. Uh, and there was actually a, a point in time, because it got down to the last, I believe, two minutes or so. And honestly, like, they could have been two ties in week one uh, because of that. And I, I honestly find that to be really shocking uh, that the Bengals would have that much of a hangover um, because they returned a lot of folks and they arguably, you know, they didn't have a good offensive line to begin with, so I didn't expect them to have a good one now. But what a mess. I mean, what a mess. Joe Burrow... Four interceptions and a fumble. Four inter- that's five turnovers from Joe Burrow. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that, Trev? Is that something that – is there a takeaway for that or from Cincinnati, or do you think Burrow is you know, overrated, or is there something else going on here? Uh, he didn't play all preseason with that appendicitis issue or appendix issue. Mm-hmm. So, like, like Aaron Rodgers, this is his preseason game right now. So Right, um, right. Offensive line, they went and got some help, but it still seems to be a little shaky. But, hey, there are every, a bunch of new pieces. So, I think he'll bounce back, especially against Dallas this week. Um, we just got to get that yeah. one belt, one game up Ooh. under his belt. Took some licks, took some reality checks with all those turnovers, and he'll be ready to go. But that just yeah. comes from preseason. So, I don't think he's overrated or anything like that. It's just lack of playing time. Yeah, but five turnovers is a lot. I mean, Scott, I mean, what do you think about that? Bur- Burrow, I mean, you think he's he's uh, not overrated, or do you think that this is just like a warm-up time, tune-up time for him? Yeah, th- j- just one note on the kicks. The Bengals lost their long snapper either in warm-ups or early in the game, so that contributed, I think, to some of their misses. Oh, um, sure. But Burrow, yeah, I think – I mean, look, no one plays in the preseason. It is completely – unless unless you're trying to see, you know, who the seventh wide receiver is going to be or 
you know, who's going to be on a gunner on special teams. Preseason is, is unwatchable. And, right. you know, so we're seeing now just more of this rust, right? Now Burrow was hurt or he had the surgery, so he missed. But, I mean, I think he'll be fine. But I think we're looking at a situation where, you know, it might take two weeks to figure out who teams really are, right? And, exactly. again, from a fantasy standpoint, you know, find a nervous owner in your league who's sitting on one of these guys that wants to make a big move, you know, wants to make a move quick and jump on him because I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the latest on um, – there was an injury to one of their receivers. T. Higgins. Right? T. Higgins. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen yeah. the latest on that. But, uh, well, he's in concussion uh, anyway, protocol. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would suspect he's not going to play. Uh, is my guess, but we we don't know. We don't have more information. And that, those are tricky because you'll never know till yeah. um he get he. I mean, he basically has to exit the protocol the day before the game. So I, you know, it's going to be really tricky. I, I wouldn't count on him at this point. Um, so maybe we'll see one more, one more. And of course, then again, Jamar Chase is the man. I mean, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's unbelievable, right? I mean, he did some amazing things on the field. In fact, they would have, the Cincinnati Bengals would have won that game if they had stopped to challenge a, a call on the field that had him down at the oh half-yard line. That was, a, that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. His foot was in the end zone. had the ball. Uh, that was a touchdown. They did not – they went fast because they – I don't know why. I guess they wanted to have uh, Joe, uh, Joe Mixon punch it in, and they failed, and they failed completely on that. So that was the difference in the game right there you know, honestly. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So a lot of, a lot of big surprises. Let me, let me turn to something else. Let me turn to Tampa Bay and Dallas. Cause honestly, that game in prime time on Sunday was going to be a big deal. I mean, I thought it was going to be a huge deal. Um, Dallas looked like doggy do <laughs> even with <laughs> yeah. Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott, obviously uh, thumb injury out probably four to six weeks. Uh, he's not going on IR. I don't know why not, but you should, yeah. you should put him in IR, but either way, even with Dak Prescott, the Cowboys look like doggy doo to me. Uh, and I'm going to turn to Tampa Bay in a second. But what do you think here, Trev, about the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, I know you obviously watched the NFC East pretty closely. Um, yeah, I definitely watched that game for that reason. Um, and I love football. They're bad, man. <laughs> even, yeah. even with Dak in there, they're just – they're bad. And it's lack of talent. They don't have any offense. They don't have offensive line. Um, yeah. And Tully Pollard, they don't know who should get – the carries this week or who should get the catches this week. Like they don't know yep. how to use them. It seems like right. CD lamb is not a wide receiver. Number one. Sorry. He's just not, he was always a, I mean, in college he was, but ever since he came to the league, he's been number two. Now they're asking me number one. It's not right. just the move from the slot. It's a whole different world. I mean, the defense isn't bad. You held Tom Brady 19 points, one touchdown. That's pretty good. But you were, you scored three points with Dak. Like I know he went out, but it was like six minutes ago. So the game was already over. Um, yep. There's, there's no flow, no rhythm. It's going to be a long year for Dallas, and I cannot wait as a commander's fan. But it's just, <laughs> there's, just, there's just nothing nothing there that, that wows me or should scare anybody else. I mean, they're the only team in the league who didn't score a touchdown. And yeah, and they, were the, they led the league last year in yards and offense and all that. So it's like, it's just wild. Yeah. It's weird because they have they perennially – how had the best offensive line in the NFL. And then over yep. the last couple of years, they've had the most pathetic offensive line. I just don't know. I mean, just bad management, you know, just, how did they let that happen? You can kind of tell a difference too. In that game, Tom Brady has a depleted offensive line. I mean, yeah, it's Tom right. Brady, but like, he still made it work. Yeah. They only, right. they scored 19, one touchdown, but they moved the ball down there. Dallas has the same problem. 
star quarterback, bad offensive line, they just can't move the ball. So there's yeah. your discrepancy between quarterbacks. Tom, Dak, exactly. That is a good point. Tom Brady obviously left their left tackle. Donovan Smith left the game because of right elbow injury, did not return. They are already down their uh, starting Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen. And, of course, Tom Brady became the first quarterback in NFL history to start a game at 45 years old. So he didn't spring chicken either, and they made it work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even Chris Godwin went out with an injury, a hamstring injury. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, those those Cowboys, I mean, they're a mess. What do you think, Scott? Any, Any thoughts on the Cowboys? Yeah, I just wonder, you know, what's their identity, right? So, like you're saying, they used to have a really dominant offensive line, and then they had uh, Zeke in the backfield and and some quality of receivers. So it was like, all right, let's run it, play action, you know, to some decent receivers, and and that plays into Dak's sort of wheelhouse. And now it's just dissolved into banged-up offensive line. Zeke's way past his prime. You know, Dak's throwing yep. the, you know, some talent, but I just don't know what they're trying to be, right? Like, you uh, yeah. be something and own it. Like, if you want to yep. just line up and chuck it, then great. Trade Zeke to Buffalo and and be done with it and, and move yeah. on. But, it's I, it, yeah, it's like they're stuck in five years ago. Yep. And they haven't, right. Without you know, the moved offensive line of beyond five years ago. that point. <laughs> Right. Like, why, right. why would you try that stupid reverse play yeah. <laughs> that early yeah. in the game on that yard line? For like, what? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. It made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. I mean, I'll, it, well, there's so many questions, so many questions that I have <laughs> about this game, and and it, and it was, and for a game that I thought was going to be awesome, it was horrible. I, I actually. Yeah. Did not enjoy watching this game, you know, which is really funny because I enjoy almost any game. I thought it was going to be so much better, and it was, uh, it was, it just fell flat. And a lot of it was on the back of the Cowboys. I, all I got to do is say to the Cowboys, use more Tony Pollard for goodness' sake. What the heck are you no, doing? No, I mean, why, yeah. what are they doing with him? I mean, I just don't, I don't understand it. Um, all right, so let's go off that and let's talk about next week because. Um, we want to talk about Scott. Any thoughts on cups? I have a bunch of them on, on here that I that I think are worthy of, of people's attention. I, I James Winston was, was acting over time. He, you know, he was good. He, he was actually uh, was 23 or 4 for 298 yards, two Rushers and Michael Thomas kind of reemerged in the back, and like there's potential for a lot of base. So there's a lot of things here I like about him. And of course, Marcus Mariota running the ball, and he's still got that TD. What do you guys think? Hakun, honestly, you were choppy that entire time, so I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. All right. So, Trevor, am I, am I actually uh, a mess right now <laughs> coming through? Yeah. You, yeah, it's, it's really choppy. It's like, it's so no one can say I'm wrong because they can't understand me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey. 
Scott, I know you're on. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing technical difficulties on my end. Talk about some fantasy football pickups if you have any. Okay, can you guys hear me okay? Because I, I thought it was on my end. Yeah, I can hear you, Scott, good. It's just how Coon's shot. Okay, cool. Yeah, so for me, I had – in my main league, I had some weakness going on at, at receiver. So I targeted two guys, and somehow through waivers in this league, I got both of them. So I'm, I'm really happy. Um, one of them is Robbie Anderson in, in Carolina. I think he looks like he's got a good rapport going with Baker, eight targets, five receptions, 102 and a touchdown. You know, Robbie's one of those guys, I think, and I fall into it every year. He either goes undrafted or super late, and then he has a great year, and everybody tries to pick him up, and he ends up, you know, posting some numbers. And then the other guy that I definitely wanted, especially heading into this week, is Curtis Samuel. Yay! I think think people, including me, forgot that he can play football. Um, You know, 11 targets, eight catches, uh, four rushes and a touchdown. And I'm sure we'll talk about the Lions game here in a minute, but uh, the Lions commanders. But, I mean, if the Lions have a clear weakness on defense, it's the back end. So uh, I'm hoping he has a big game, unfortunately. But so, so those were my two targets, and somehow they both cleared waivers for me, which I, I have no idea how that happened. Awesome. Yeah, to, All right. I have to put you back on the Curtis Samuel one for me, too. I didn't have him and – I knew what he was capable of, but I didn't think he would be featured that much in week one. I'm really happy he was, and I lucked out that he was on waivers for both of my leagues I'm in, so I, I definitely uh, scooped him up with the quickness. <laughs> so, guys, I apologize for the bad connection. Are, are you guys hearing me okay now? Yeah, you're good. I've got All a right. here for the rest of the district, so. Okay. All right. So, hey. Uh, so listen, uh, so listen, real quick, because, yep. and I'm sorry for derailing this because of my stupid technical difficulties, but Lions uh-huh. and Commanders. Yes. Let's talk about it, all right? Because the Lions <laughs> are favored by 1.5. First, and as I said, first time they've been favored in like 30 games. Trev, what do you think? And then we'll let you, let you get off the, off the line here. Honestly, I'm a little nervous. Uh, they put up 35 against our arch, one of our arch rivals in our division, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, who have a pretty good defense themselves. Um, DeAndre Swift, I, I noticed he was on the injury report today with an ankle. Knock on wood, thank you, but no offense, Scott, but he scares me. <laughs> he had like almost like 150 total yards last uh, last game against uh, the Eagles. So um, Jared Goff, he made it to the Super Bowl, can't forget that. So, I mean, there's that. And then Armand State Brown, I love him at wide receiver. He's a really good wide receiver. He uh, started coming on last year as a number two. I think he's emerged as a good number one for them. I could be wrong, but um, I'm a little nervous. I mean, they're they're favored to win. It's been the first time in like 24 seasons. We haven't beaten the Lions since 2008. Uh, with London and Santana Moss. So there's that. So there's a lot of wow. history in this game. So I look forward to it to be honestly a little bit of a shootout, a little bit of a high scoring game. Maybe not in the 30s. Maybe upper 20s, lower 30s, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. And and Carson Wentz, I think he's the real deal. I think he had he has uh, four touchdowns in his first appearance, the first time in a four-touchdown game by a Washington quarterback since Kirk Cousins. I mean, yep. what do you think here? And, and Jahan well, Dotson, I think he was – I was high on him in the preseason, and I think he was advertised they should use him more. What do you think? For sure. I love Carson Wentz. Um, 
the interceptions are going to come with them. It's Carson Wentz. But the way he responded to those two interceptions is what we really pay attention to and what look for. And, and he and he proved the point that he can do that, bounce back through two more touchdowns. So, um, yeah, Jahan Dawson, I didn't like him when we got him at 16. Never heard of him, to be honest. I'm glad we got him. <laughs> He's fast. He's a Terramacorn junior. That's what we say in D.C. So, um, yeah, we have explosion on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is a little whatever, whatever, but hopefully we'll gel that together and come up with a W on Sunday. And with that, I've got to get out of here. I'm at Trev, HTTC on Twitter. I'm here on Football Garbage Time with Hakun and Scott King, the godfather himself, full press coverage with George Carmi, and I'm about to jump on Rep the District. So when you're done with here, hop on over and check out some Lions Commander Spot. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, Trev. All right, everybody, check out that as soon as you're done here. It is an awesome, awesome podcast, Rep the District. Lots of great information, and they have some terrific, uh, terrific uh, folks on that show. Uh, Scott, so what do you think? Lions. You, they obviously put up a fight, came back at the end there, almost beat the Eagles. What are your th- thoughts about them against the Commanders at home this weekend? Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting game for me yesterday. I, I watched, you know, the whole thing. I think they exited the first quarter 7-7, and then kind of things started to kind of turn into the Lions again there in the second quarter. I think they gave up uh, the pick six there in the second, and things started to get out of hand. But one thing I noticed a lot in that game is that the front defensive front for Detroit was in the backfield all game, and the the Eagles went 10 for 17 on third down efficiency, and I swear all 10 of them were Jalen Hurts scrambles with Hmm. Aiden Hutchinson about to sack him and and him just squirting out and so what I what I hope to see this week is the Lions getting home for some more sacks they only managed one and I, I mean I swear Hutchinson was two inches away from sacks all game long so that's really what I'm excited to see um, you know the offense started well they ran the ball really well early and then they seem to forget for a while and then come back to it. I don't know what's going on with these offensive coordinators if they try to get cute. Um, but there's definitely some holes. The, the defensive backs are, are not great. Um, the linebackers played better. They weren't horrific. I, I think uh, Rodrigo from Hard Knocks fame uh, uh-huh. made some plays. So I, I'm going to say that Detroit's going to keep it close, period, because they just fight to the end and – they end up with these backdoor covers. Um, I will probably pick them to win, but um, I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be a three-point game kind of either way, but I would hope to see Detroit get five sacks tomorrow on Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. It looks to be actually a uh, fun game to watch, just judging from what we saw in week one. So I'm also looking forward to that. And I'm hoping that the injury to DeAndre Swift is not uh, a significant one because I have him on fantasy and he was awesome. <laughs> he was yeah. unbelievably awesome. He is he is for real. He has arrived. Uh, he's absolutely a top five, if not higher, uh, running back in the NFL. He has arrived. Uh, so I would love to see more of that on Sunday. Okay, with that said, let's uh, end the show here. Hit the air horn. And Scott, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Yeah, hit me up, NFL Fantasy underscore more. Um, obviously, fantasy's in full swing. A little bit of NASCAR playoffs. Yeah. Um, always up for a good debate. So, uh, 
Yeah, let's do it. That is something you do not shy away from, Scott, is debate. There is plenty <laughs> of debate. If you, want, if you like that, folks, give him a follow. You will not be disappointed, I guarantee you. All right, so I can say you can find me at FB Garbage Time on Twitter or on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. Also, Trev and I will be making regular weekly appearances on the platform at New Zealand Radio with Martin Devlin. Believe it or not, talking about the NFL and breaking down each of the week. As usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week.